Talking Landscape Photography with Kristen Fletcher and Carwin. Welcome to Light Minded. It's Christian Fletcher, myself, Carwin, and Sir Peter Eastway. Mate, uh, where are you coming to us uh, from today? I'm coming to you from sunny Sydney, the eastern states, the place that thanks Western Australia every day for the GST it sends over here to keep <laughs> us in the, uh, to accustomed to the, the lap of luxury to which we've become accustomed. What, in New South thank Wales? Thank you, thank you, thank you. What about toll roads? Toll roads? Oh, toll roads are not good, are they? No, um, no. It's not so bad for me because I, I walk to work. It's only 200 metres for me, so I don't get stung. But it is interesting that some some uh, Sydney-siders spend $120 a bloody week just on tolls. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. You know, then they get to park. Mm. It's probably another 200 a week or whatever. And that's, that's their first three days' pay over here. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and just the, the intense traffic as well. Horrible, horrible. Where are you? Um, oh, well, I'm in Perth. Um, in Perth. But, but I used to live in Sydney. And, um, oh, okay. Whereabouts? Uh, in, in the Shire. So. Oh, down south. <laughs> yeah. I need my passport to get down there. Yeah, well, I, that, I'm in Colfroy. Yeah, that's right. That, that's why, you know, toll roads, you know, because you leave the <laughs> oh, Shire, yeah, you, get totally. st- you get stung. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Peter has more problems with trolls. <laughs> uh, Mr. Eastway, what, what the f- you know? What's with the what's with that photo? Did you Photoshop that or what? I um I, I Christian sees more of the trolls following me than uh, I do because um I don't actually watch my social media very much. <laughs> I, I I use it as a one way street. <laughs> do you know, do I don't you... like people. I don't like people saying nasty things to me, so I just simply don't read them. Do you know? Um, <laughs> it's interesting you said that because I was watching a um a podcast last night of the Joe Joe Rogan Experience. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um. He talks to um, some really famous people, and uh, he was talking to Jamie Fox, you know, the the actor and comedian, and he yep. gets he gets bagged out on social media all the time, and he just goes, "Man, you just don't read it." Like, yeah, simple as that. It's simple as that. See, yeah. I come from the world of publishing, where you know we used to make a magazine, we'd send it out, and if wanted to talk to us, they'd have to write us a letter. And no f- could bloody spell, let alone write a letter. So we never heard from anyone. And we thought we were right. It was good. This bloody social media, this interactivity, this democratisation of voice is not a good thing for society, in my opinion. No, no. Too many people have got a voice and they don't know how to use it. I think you can um, stop the record button now, Carwin. I think we've got our podcast. That's it. All right. That's in the bag. Because we, we've got to make right. it more conversational. Good on you, Pete. So. Nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. The first person I would get rid of in the democratisation process is Christian W. Fletcher. <laughs> well, well, it's it's interesting um, that you said that, uh, you know, in the same words of, you know, in the same guise of democracy, because we were talking to um, Lau Nordgaard from Phase One a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yep. we jokingly suggested that Faye should come up with a um, with a composition setting. So you just press a button and won't take a photo unless it's uh, the composition's correct. And he said, but the problem is, how do we know what's a good competition? Who's going to judge that? And Christian said, well, well, that would be me. It'd be the Christian Fletcher mode. <laughs> yeah, look, well, I- it's funny because I did some stuff with um, Canon R&D and they wanted all of my files and all the layers to see how I processed my images. So I believe that Canon will be bringing out a version of the camera with the Peter Eastway filter on it where you <laughs> press a button and it'll just go and do the post-production for you. Mate, I need that. I need that personally. Hey, um, 
you don't you don't need software for that, mate. All you need to do is you get your lens hood and you just put it on incorrectly, and it creates a really nice dark vignette around your images. Oh, that's a, right, that is a top tip. The Peter hood. Only worked out what you've been doing wrong, have you, Christian? The thing is that I don't get it with you is that I understand that with the flower petal um, uh, lens hoods because that can happen, but your lens hoods are all circular. Oh, yeah. How you manage to f*** it up, I don't know, but you know, you, that takes skill. You put them on back to front. I've seen you do it. Look, Peter, uh, look, I don't want to get too controversial here, but we, we had a chat with um, Sir Tony Hewitt, sorry, Mr. Tony Hewitt a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about um, what we call comp zombies, and they're people that just walk into um, to other people's photos. You know, somebody's taking a shot and somebody just walks into your composition. Um, and we were talking about how to deal with them and that sort of stuff. And, mate, your name just kept coming up. Comp zombie close calls. I've got the proof. I've got a photo of it. I'm, yeah. um, it, it, it. It's really a difficult situation where you set up your camera and then the other guys walk behind you and set up the camera behind you because they're looking over your oh, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they complain that you're in the f***ing composition. I mean, <laughs> no <respect>. hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are we going there, Carwin? How's, how's Peter's sound like? Is it... Is it up to speed. What's he? What sort of mic is he using? I'm using a uh, a Logitech camera. Nice. I'd show it to you, but when I put it around in front of the television screen, nothing happens. But you can yeah, see. Hey, that's 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 Christian. <laughs> he was on the telly. <laughs> that's nice. How did you get your side by side like that? Mine's the one on top of it, uh, on top of the other. Actually, mine's side by know. side. Yeah, you've always tried to be on top of people, haven't you, Christian? <laughs> oh, man. Cool layout. Hang on. Here we go. Speak of you. Here we go. What's that? We've got to muck around with this and learn how yeah. it actually works one day, I reckon. Yeah, it might be a good idea. But, mate, what, do you, what have you been doing? Um, so are you asking Christian or are you asking me? You. <laughs> okay, I what have I been doing? I, um, I've just been living life and thinking there has never been a better time in the world to be a photographer because you look back on how hard it used to be where I used to walk five miles over broken glass and minus 15 oh, degrees go. just to get to the camera and to get the camera out. Yeah. I mean, digital photography is just absolutely wonderful. Mm. I've just come back from the three stans. Now that's Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan. And, you know, I'm over there, I'm shooting with my face, I'm shooting with my Fuji. In the evening, I sit down and I open up the photos on my little Wacom Mobile Studio Pro and I've got everything there. I've got Capture One running, Photoshop running. It's just such a wonderful time to be a photographer, to take images, to process the images, to, to put it all together. So um, what have I been doing lately? I've been being happy. That's what I've been doing. Mate, um, look, there's a few people out on the uh, on the streets and social media and that sort of stuff, and they're they're referring to you as uh, Sir Peter Eastway. What's the what's the backstory there, mate? Sir Peter Eastway. Well, um, I've got absolutely no idea, Christian. What was that all about? That's <laughs> 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 line. Tell us about shooting in Kazakhstan. Um, was it a former Soviet Union country, or what's That's the deal right, with that? Exactly, and they're actually tearing down most of the old Soviet buildings. I mean, we we went over hoping to see a little bit of the old Soviet Union there, and and you do find it, but the official policy seems to be to obliterate the uh, Soviet influence to some extent and to recreate a new society. I mean, we were in Almaty in uh, in Almaty, uh, which is in the capital of Kazakhstan, and mm. you know it could be. Paris or Rome or Sydney or Perth, you know, it, it's just a bustling metropolitan 
sort of area, big wide streets, lots of wonderful restaurants. It's very, very westernised in that in that respect. Compare that to Iran. Mm. Uh, when you're in Tehran up the top of it, the capital of Iran is Tehran up the top, that's very modern. That's just like Paris. But then as you go back down, then you're more likely, it's more of a... Um, it's more like an evolving community. It, yeah, there's a lot more poverty, etc., down that other end of town, and so you've got got that 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 contrast. And I find that in most of these countries, mm. that there is the contrast. When you get out into the country, what we like photographing is the decrepit, the decaying, the stuff that's got lots of texture that you can get your lenses into. Mm. We, because we come from a Western society where. You, you know, every road has got a footpath and a gutter and all that sort of stuff. We like going to places that are a little bit different. Um, and so, of course, if I were an Iranian or a, a Kazakh, I would possibly not be happy with the photographs that I've been taking mm. because they don't necessarily represent the true country. They represent a, I guess, a, it's a sort of a, it's, 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 uh, what, what's the word? It'll come to me. I've lost it. But it's, it's a view that's, sort of steeped in 50 years ago, which doesn't actually bear any resemblance to reality. Not that as a photographer that worries me because none of the photos I take bear any resemblance to reality either. What <laughs> was that finger palm up going up? The, the oh, that, I was just going to say something. I was just going to come up with, you know, some some wonderful little statement God. about you, Pete, uh, doing a presentation in Italy, I remember you talked about when you went to Italy, you you photographed around Tuscany or the the hills with the palm tree or the the pine trees on the top and the old churches and stuff, and you you showed those photos to people in Italy, and they were all yawning because they were more interested in seeing things that they haven't seen before, and and I guess that's the same as what you're talking about being in Iran, mm. how everything's so different, and 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 how we do like that grungy stuff because. You know, it, it is. It's all very sterile over here in Australia, and and, and you don't realise until you go away and see some of this other stuff. That, you know, um, why? And 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 I can understand people want to see different things in their photos and and different regions and and um, yeah, it's always a and it's that's the other thing about um, images of Karajini National Park going really well in in international competitions because they haven't seen those places before. But if we see another photo of Karajini, if we you know if we see another spa pool, we're gonna gonna throw up well i'm not christian i i would like to give the photographer who takes the next photo of spa pool you know the same sort of you know i guess love and affection that you gave me when i copied your shot i mean that would be only fair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if she like rock i don't know if i actually got a good shot of spa pool i think yours uh, no you <laughs> haven't actually but i wasn't going to say that <laughs> Well, every, look, every one I've seen is a, a completely different colour, so I'm, I'm not even sure what the truth <laughs> is. Now, now for, for the, uh, the, uh, the listeners at home, uh, I, I would just like to say, but only once, that uh, Christian and I are good friends and I have a, a lot of respect for him. But having now said that, let's go back to hanging, um, hanging uh, refuse on him at every opportunity. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I love you too, Pete. <laughs> now it's quite interesting you brought up that contrast because we get um, sick of photographing you know a lot of the same sort of stuff and like I mean that's that's our perception but we we often forget that uh, people in different environments that's that's all very new for them as well yeah that uh, I guess that I mean the, the story Christian was telling about being in Italy I had a, an Italian audio visual and Australian audio visual and in Australia the Australians loved Italy in Italy the Italians loved Australia. And that's because, as Christian said, it's completely different. 
it's funny though that when I look at different styles and genres and movements of photography that have happened historically but also are happening within our camera clubs, within our organisations, just watching it on Instagram, Facebook, etc., is that we're really just going with a flow that's been that has flowed many times before. I mean, I, I look at the work that Christian's doing with, with Tony. He's got some nice um, banal um, photographs now. What was it uh, I was reading the other day? Um, there's a term that Martin Parr gave. It, uh, it'll, it'll come to me. But it, it's, you know, it, basically it's a, an over, a, a super simplification of a landscape. And when Christian started getting into all of this, I was thinking, oh, God, you know, I did that 20 years ago. Um, and yet it's, it's, but that, that's, I'm not giving you a hard time actually, Christian, because I think what he's doing is great. I love the photos and, I'm, and it's been great to go back and revisit that because I think that's what photography is, is that if we're going to get out there and try and be truly unique, truly original, truly new, we can't. Someone somewhere has already done what we're thinking about. So the only option we've really got is to do something that's new and original for us. It's stuff that we do within our own brains. I mean, Les Walkling says a lot of people photograph what's in front of their lens, whereas he says, I photograph what's behind the lens. In other words, he's using his mind and what he's photographing is coming from the brain, from the mind, from the ideas. And I think that that's really all we have to play with. And that's starting to sound like I have had my third cup of coffee or whatever, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But I think that's true. And the sooner as photographers we can come to grips with the fact that we're only really being original to ourselves, then a lot of the other problems can just yeah, go away. Because, you know, who do we need to make happy with our photographs? Just me. That's yeah. all. That's, that's true. And, and, and you're right, because when I started um, on this banal track that was way back when we met bill fox up in the up in the pilbara and and i thought oh this is all new and exciting and then i came home and from that trip and and i uh, was all inspired but i didn't do much of it and then i did this trip with tony to america and and the whole idea was to go and 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 photograph those things specifically and leave all the, the pretty landscapes behind and uh, so i got these photos i thought oh these are great i love this i'm, I'm going to get on instagram and 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 I saw something on Instagram that looked quite like what I something I'd shot, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll I'll just click on that that um, group. It was like a one of those minimalist sort of groups, and then there was thousands of these photos, exactly the same as well. I thought, I've just come up with the most unique original idea since Stephen Shaw, and there was, there was like ten thousand people out there all doing the same thing, and it was quite demoralising. But like you said, you know, it's it's you still just got to put your little slant on it. You you, you take the photos anyway. And it doesn't. The fact that it may look like something that something someone's done already in the past or going to do in the future, it doesn't really matter. If it's a good photo, it's a good photo. And as if it's a good photo for you too. I mean, you know, Susan Sontag on photography, where she said all photography is derivative. That was the day I felt like slashing my wrists because I, I had to agree with her. I didn't want to agree with her because that comment really is the antithesis of the huge ego that I have, um, you know, because I'm, I'm quite a, you know, I, I, I sort of think an awful lot about myself and um, the fact that everything I do is actually a copy of someone else in the past is really a demoralising realisation. But, and that's where I think, but it doesn't stop me from taking photos and that's why a lot of people enter competitions or ask for advice 
And sometimes, you know, photographers feel like they've got to give an answer, whereas I normally answer questions with another question. Uh, in other words, you know, what do you as the photographer like? Because if you're not happy with the photo, there's no point giving creating a photo that I'm happy with today because next week I'll think differently about it and I probably won't like it next week. So the only person we can really make happy with our photography is ourselves. And then if other people like it for a period of time, that's a bonus. Peter, can we just go into your photographic background? How did you get started shooting? What was your first camera? Uh, geez, I don't know if I can remember that far back. It's a long time <laughs> ago now. <laughs> I, bought a, a little, I bought a, a little Ricoh um, compact camera which was in a circular water housing because I wanted to photograph surfers. I was a surfer and uh, I wanted to photograph my friends. Um, it wasn't ever really very successful because when the surf was good, I wanted to surf. Mm. And then when I thought I had time to take some photos to surf, you know, the onshore wind had come on and uh, wasn't so good. So I started off with that and I couldn't really understand why anybody would want to take photos of anything other than surfing. Mm. So I was reasonably um, narrow in my outlook. But uh, over time, I gradually expanded a little bit and uh, got into uh, other types of photography, which I greatly enjoyed. Um, I suppose, you know, my background, uh, I was always interested in photography from school. Um, I went and did an economics degree and um, that set, set the uh, the world on fire. I was a young budding auditor for <laughs> 10 months, two weeks, three days, five hours, 16 minutes and 17 seconds. But who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, when, when I, I sort of went out and, uh, you know, I was working at Woolies, filling shelves, surfing every day, and I was writing freelance for a magazine called Australian Camera Craft. And after a while, I, I went overseas skiing for a while, came back, and they, they, that magazine had the uh, position for editor available. And so I, I, I applied. And while I didn't know much about editing, I knew a lot about photography, and that was what got me the job. And that was the start. So I've been involved with photographic magazines for 40 years now. And the last uh, 25, I've been publishing my own magazine, Better Photography. And your readers can still subscribe to Better Photography online at www.betterphotography.com and get your online subscription now. There. What was that website again, Peter? <laughs> that website again, Thanks for that, that was great. <laughs> so actually, what was that website? That was a bit quick, mate. Just get it, get it out there again. Uh, it's uh, betterphotography.com. Betterphotography.com. It's always a great magazine. I, I've always loved Better Photography. I have to say, Pete, you know, and I, I hate to compliment you because, you know, we have this this friendly relationship where we we don't compliment each other. But, you know, you've always been an inspiration. Your work has always stood head and shoulders above everyone else's, and your magazine was always the best magazine out there. So that's that's as much compliment as I'm going to give you on this. Uh, this yeah, just be careful. So, you, you need to take a couple of those pills again, won't you? Anti-anxiety pills. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just um, I just read your magazine and I go straight to sleep. <laughs> oh my, my gosh. Golly gosh. Look, uh, just uh, just uh, back in, into... Sorry, if we can just go back to, to Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. Yep. What was... You know, you're walking... I, I'm, you know, I, I've seen your stuff. You, you're a phase shooter. You're walking around with a big camera system... What what is what are the people like to you? Is it you know is it like you know is it like walking? I hate him. <laughs> you know, do they do they it's stare or? I, I, look, I do shoot medium format most, you know, with phase, but mm. that's more for the landscape. So on this trip, I took basically two outfits, and most of them I do these days. I'm using the A series phase, which is basically just a piece of metal with a back and a lens on the front, and so that gets me 
100 megapixels worth of quality for the landscapes and it's ideal. But when it comes to the culture, when it comes to the people, when it comes to the tourist type shots, then I don't need all of those pixels. And a smaller camera is less obtrusive. Now, having said that, I use a little Fuji X-T3, but I use a 200 millimetre f2.0 lens, which is a big piece of glass. So Walking around with one of them, I'm hardly inconspicuous, and yet the photos that you get with it, um, you know, I sent, you know, I just love that shallow depth of field. I'm using their 8 to 16 f2.8 super wide angle, and that's also a big piece of glass. So the cameras I've got aren't that small, mm. but you know they've got that little mirror, that sorry, that little LCD screen that pops out, and mm. I find if you just pull that out and you look down, mm. and then you're photographing people, they don't know whether you're looking at them or not, and you're not making eye contact with them. And I find that you can get an awful lot of candid shots that way without any problems. And if somebody does catch you, I just look up at them and smile, wave, and then go back down and take the photo again. And they either walk away or they laugh. Either that or they pull out a, um, a rifle and shoot you. But okay, that doesn't so okay, I, I, I find that um, shooting people and culture is normally easily more easily done with a, a dslr or a mirrorless camera um like the fuji i find is is a small size and it allows me to take that and the phase gear um i also use uh, canon dslrs but you know taking the canon outfit and the phase outfit i did that on a trip with uh christian to iceland and the size of the backpack base mm. I'm, I'm now about three inches shorter because it compressed my spine carrying all the gear around yeah. so <laughs> a little mirrorless outfit is uh, a good balancing act i guess i i did i did shoot when we did a trip to bhutan um and if people are interested in coming to bhutan i've got one coming up i, sh- I shot it all on medium format so using the xf i shot shot the whole trip just using medium format and people didn't look twice at the big camera people are so used to cameras these days that it's no longer a problem um certainly when we were in iran and kazakhstan we probably pose to have our photos taken with people as much as people pose to have photos taken to, to, to pose for our cameras. Um, they found it interesting to see these Westerners in their um, in their country. And of course, they looked at my amazing good looks and just wanted to have a photograph taken with me as well. well they're only human. <laughs> Peter, look, um, Iran's got this uh, this you know fearsome reputation, and it's you know it's um, you know hardcore Middle East, and you know. What's it like as a shooter shooting in that sort of environment? I, I think on, on, well, I've done two trips to Iran and when you're there on the ground, all you feel is Persian hospitality. That's what I, I mean, people came up to me. I, I saw a CNN television report when America was actually talking about going to Iran. I don't think they do anymore just at the moment. But that's that's for the politics. And I think we need to s- separate the politics of different countries and what the politicians do and the actual people on the ground. Because when you get to the people on the ground, they walk up to you, they put their hand over their heart and they say, welcome to Iran. I hope you enjoy your time in my country. Yeah. This doesn't happen just once or twice. This happens a couple of dozen times a day just from the people who have got a, a good enough grasp of English to talk to you. And so wherever you go, they are just so friendly and they're very mindful of their image overseas. They're trying to change that. I did a number of podcasts for people just out in the street where they were asking me the same question. How do you find Iran? I said, I'm loving Iran. I'm really worried just at the moment, we're doing this in June 2019, about how America and Iran are starting to have fisticuffs. And yeah, I just think that's terrible yeah. 
for the individuals on the ground. I don't know what the politics is about. I've got no idea. But I just think most of the Iranians I met would love to go and visit or even live in America. So there's not this hate between Iran and America or American Iran necessarily on the ground because that, that just doesn't exist. It's it's political stuff. So as a photographer, it was a wonderful place to go and visit. Absolutely wonderful. Thanks a lot for that, Peter. And Christian, that was, uh, of course, Sir Peter Eastway, who's uh, he's going to be back for us uh, for a podcast next week. So make sure you check that out. Also, send us an email to lightminded617 at gmail.com. We want to talk about uh, your photos, so send those to us. And uh, check us out on uh, Instagram, lightmindedpodcast. See you next week.